right, all right, all right. Welcome to Investment Banking Insights. This is the only show dedicated to helping you learn both the technical and non-technical aspects of the investment banking process. Hello, my name is Alex Mason, and I am your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're having an incredible day wherever you are in the world, whatever you're doing. And you already know what it is. What are we doing here? We're learning about investment banking, and we're going through every single technical concept that I can get my hands on (laughs) so that I can process it, learn it, and then teach it to you in a way that's relatable and that makes sense. We are starting a new mini-series here on the show, going through some more discounted cash flow questions. We just wrapped up some more valuation questions, some of the more advanced concepts within that section. And now we're going to move on, move right along to discounted cash flow. And honestly, discounted cash flow, I feel like it's just, it's such a key set of concepts within discounted cash flow when it comes to understanding valuation and the different drivers of value in a business from a financial perspective. It kind of fascinates me and I'm going to be spending some more time definitely in the future learning more than nuances about it. But as part of that process, I want to share with you today's question, which is this. Explain why we would use the mid-year convention in a DCF. Explain why we would use the mid-year convention in a DCF. That's the question for today. And before I define mid-year convention, just quickly back up because it's been a while since we've talked about discounted cash flows. Specifically, when you project cash flows in a discounted cash flow model, remember that's part of the process. You're projecting how much money is going to be generated in the future, discounting those values back to the present using a certain discount rate, adding up all of those discounted cash flows, and then applying a terminal value calculation to it as well, adding up the present value of those terminal value cash flows and then that gives you your enterprise value your value of the corporation based on your projections that's what the dcf is in a super super high level view when you project those cash flows and you determine the present value of free cash flow in each specific year you might typically have the cash flow calculated at the end of year one or year two or year three etc And the thing is, it's natural for us to do this in our model because we're just dividing up time, right? We're dividing up chunks of time in the future, one year at a time. But here's the thing. The model doesn't necessarily reflect reality when we do this. Similar to how if you have a map of terrain, like on your GPS on your phone, It doesn't exactly reflect the true nature of the physical world. It's just a model. It's just a way to kind of guide you. But what does this type of convention imply if we have year one, year two, year three? It implies that the company generates its cash flow at the end of the year, which is not true in reality. That's what we're saying when we're summing up the cash flows for year one, year two, year three. It's kind of like a business saying, we're not earning any money from January 1st through December 30th. But on December 31st, we're making millions of dollars. Like, (laughs) that's not actually how it works. Even in highly seasonal businesses, it's not to that extreme. 
So what actually happens is that the business makes money every day. You know, it makes a little here, a little there. It has some high periods, it has some low periods, but it's constantly in motion. The boundaries that we set on time, quote unquote, from an analyst perspective or from a banker's perspective are really just man-made conventions, right? We're just trying to find a way to measure things. But a business is a living, breathing entity that is in the economy, serving people in society. It has suppliers, it has customers, it has workers and employees, it has owners. It's constantly evolving and in motion. We just happen to be describing it in a way where we can better understand it. And so that's why we use things like year one, year two, year three, in order to better categorize these things. So if we know that a business is constantly making money, how do we smooth this out in our model to better reflect reality? Well, we can assume that the cash flow is generated halfway through the year. Now, this is what's called the mid-year convention. So instead of using one, two, three, and so on for the compounding periods in our model, we can instead use 0.5, 1.5, 2.5, and so on. So if we say 0.5, what are we saying? We're saying in year one, the cash flows for the business will come halfway through the year. That's what we're saying by choosing that number. And likewise for future periods, 1.5, 2.5, and so on. So if we do this, we understand the rationale for doing this now, right? What are the implications of doing it this way? Well, because we're assuming that the company generates cash six months earlier in the year than with the year-end convention, and because we know that money received today is more valuable than money received tomorrow, remember the time value of money, the present value of cash flows is higher using the mid-year convention. And this implies in turn that the overall enterprise value is higher because cash flows are received sooner. It's kind of like you're just shifting all the cash flows back in time, just a little bit. And because time value of money is such an important concept for compounding and for discounting cash flows, we can assume that the enterprise is worth more. And you can actually see this out if you were to change the mid-year or change the convention in your model from say one to 0.5 change two to 1.5, change three to 2.5. And you'll see the value of the company go up because of the time value of money. So that's really the mid-year convention, why we would use it and what the implications are. So I hope you enjoyed that. That's what I got for you today here on Investment Banking Insights. It's kind of fun getting back into this DCF stuff, right? <laughs> I hope you're enjoying it. Again, my name is Alex Mason and I am your host. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate your time and attention and I will see you on the next one. Have a great day.